And I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. Very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And welcome this week to a world where it's actually scarier than the ghost stories. That I we tell. know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we can't really. We can't ignore coronavirus. We, I know. And yesterday, Rebecca and I met for lunch. We went to the haunted hop dotty that is not haunted. Uh, but I went to hug Rebecca as we were leaving. And Rebecca said, We don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh-uh, we get an elbow touch or. Foot yeah, pound. it was some sort of. Where did the foot pound thing come it's, from? It's like called the um it has a name like I can't an ankle tap yeah we'll call it ankle tap like you're the morning show person you're all <laughs> in the know with that stuff and she literally tried to like tap my foot with yeah. her foot this is a thing now because they say the elbow thing is bad now what if i choose to sneeze directly onto my foot i That's guess it's bad for everyone stay unless, away from the elderly unless you're sucking on your own foot later you should be fine though yeah Even it's so if, funny i'm paranoid to like cough in front of people i'm paranoid to buy toilet paper i feel like too. If, you're gonna be judged for that yeah i had like, to oh you're stuck up. I had to buy toilet paper this weekend because we actually needed toilet paper. So did we. Yeah, one pack of toilet paper, and I felt like I was getting seriously yeah. judged. Mm-hmm. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk to Jay Cheel. He's the director of Cursed Films, which is coming to Shutter TV soon. I cannot wait. It was supposed to premiere at South by Southwest. I know. Oh my gosh, and South by Southwest got canceled. I know. Poor Jay. But at least he's got Shutter TV. So yeah. it's definitely going to be premiering on that. And we have the return of the Dead Pet of the Week. Yay. And one of the scary haunted house stories that we've gotten yet and we also need you to get on hauntedaf.com because we've got all kinds of goodies there for you to buy t-shirts we're working on a tank top maybe yes <laughs> we need the haunted <laughs> af tank top it's <laughs> summer is coming what's that saying guns out uh sun's, sun's out, out guns out, out. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have that collaboration with Ventaglio Jewelry with our protection charms. Super cute. So get online, hauntedaf.com and buy those. They're going to go fast. So when Rebecca and I had lunch yesterday, you started telling me this story. It was a dirty ghost story. Yes. And I'm all about this. We simply don't get enough dirty ghost stories. By the way, if little three-year-old Connor is listening to the story. Uh, tune out, turn yeah, off. We know that he's like a massive Haunted AF fan. So it's going to get a little dirty here. Right. Check back in about three minutes. Okay. So but- tell me this story. Okay, so we had mentioned sexy ghost stories, Uh and I had a friend that actually was telling me about this, and it has to do with the Oklahoma City Thunder basketball team. Okay. So one of their things is is that when their rivals come into town, they put them up in this haunted hotel. The only reason why they do it is to freak them out. Yeah. And numerous reports, especially from the Lakers, because that's like one of their biggest rivals or whatever, they have all reported some sort of haunting. There are several players that will not stay there. A couple of players, they walked into the rooms, they felt the temperature change, got the overall all eerie feeling and they're like no we're out there's been reports of babies crying in the hallways yeah the last time that they stayed there there's a basketball player named ron artest aka world meta peace yes that's his new name (laughs) i I know world meta peace he actually says he had a full-on ghost thing happen to him this is his words exactly what he says the ghosts were all over me I just accepted it. They touched me all over the place. I'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong places. 
So he just was like, whatever, ghost action happening, no big deal. And the reason why he didn't leave is because he was into the movie and he was tired. So he just went with it. Is it possible that he's joking? No. So that's the thing. They even ask him, they're like, are you joking? And that's when he made the court comment. Like, I would take this ghost to court if I could. So I'm actually going to reach out to him on Twitter and see if maybe there's somehow he could give us the scoop. Or just somebody from the hotel. It's the Sikram Hotel in Oklahoma City. And according to legend, what happened? It was built back in 1911 by oil baron William Balser Skirvin. And according to the local lore, he had an affair with a maid named Effie, got her pregnant. And then to avoid the public scandal, he locks her in a room upstairs. where she succumbed to depression and ended up throwing herself out the window. Oh, that's terrible. It is terrible, but that would explain babies crying. Right. Apparently they would do it in the hotel rooms. That was their their scandal. That was their like, yeah, like, oh, we'll just take room 113 or whatever and get their freak on. Wow. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Is it him or her? It's both. It sounds like both of them. So is it weird that that's kind of hot? (laughs) It's a ghosty three-way. It's Yeah, that's, um, I feel guilty for even saying that. I can't believe you think it's hot. If that's happened to, what's his name? Meta World Peace? <laughs> yeah, Meta World Peace. World uh, Meta Peace. It had to have happened to somebody else. I think so too. Well, and like I said, there's numerous NBA players that refuse to stay there. Um, so I guarantee you we can call, talk to a concierge or something there Okay, that can give us a scoop on that. And then I am going to reach out to World Meta Peace. I don't know his <laughs> name. That's hard to say. Get in touch. That's your homework. That's my homework. There's got to be more sexy ghost time stories out there. I just want details. Yeah. I need, yeah, I need to know exactly. details. Like how do you know like are do you well i assume he was feeling a sensation yeah like a nether region but how do we know he wasn't just um, because you know that has a mind of its own anyway on guys yeah but i'm like (laughs) was it not just really intense self-love like is it possible it doesn't sound to me as though he was touching himself in any way but he was feeling the touching all right well find out let's see you get on that one for us and uh, everybody else send us your stories whether they are sexy ghost time stories or not not, haunted of podcast at gmail.com. All right, I've been talking to Gabe in Australia. Okay. I kept telling him, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're in Australia. You, you have to send us audio. This is Gabe's story from Australia. So my bed was in the top corner of the room. Um, Not an accent. Directly across no. from my bed was uh, my closet. And so my mattress on the floor, we hadn't quite built the frame. This is really important to the story. Okay, so I'm staring into my closet one night. I am 100% awake. And it looks darker than dark. It is freaking me out. And the end of my bed, my mattress, started popping up so violently. It was as if something had grabbed it and was just ripping it up and down really really violently for like 15 seconds and as a small child i was so scared i couldn't even scream and then all of a sudden two disc-like shapes as wide as a an exercise bowl however the ends of them were like smoky like tendrils one shot out from the very end of my bed and went into the closet and then another one shot out actually from the right side of my bed and like went up and disappeared into the corner of the room thank you very much for hearing me and i hope it wasn't too long bye from australia bye gabe bye and i was seriously expecting i know a full-blown australian accent i heard I, yeah, I heard a K 
cannot. Yeah. And that was about it. He's from actually like New York State and moved over to Australia. Not a real Australian. But just heads up, uh, we have a lot of sleep issues stories, ghost stories this week. So if you have insomnia, just prepare yourself. Maybe listen in the morning instead of at night before you go to bed. Seriously. Oh, we have to talk about Ben. Um, Okay. So Ben reached out to us on Twitter and he's trying to put together a paranormal podcast. Really? Yes. But he said things keep happening. And so now he feels like these forces are trying to keep him from doing the paranormal podcast. Literally like illness. Uh, I think his car broke down. Somebody like broke their ankle or something. There's just oh my all this weird stuff that keeps happening. And so he says, ever since I started talking about a paranormal podcast, weird stuff has been happening. My wife has been adamant about using caution, basically learning how to protect the house from ghosts and such. Well, the other night we were playing board games at the kitchen bar. We had been there for about three hours. And I have to say, that's like relationship goals right there. No kidding. Three hours at the kitchen bar playing right. board games. Not in front of the TV. Uh-huh. So we'd been there for about three hours when the kitchen sink turned itself on. Ooh. The handles didn't move, but water was coming out of it like it was turned on halfway. Ooh, I like this. So we both stared at it for about five seconds, and then my wife turned to me and said, I told you this would happen. <laughs> I walked over to the sink, and as soon as I reached for the handle, the water stopped. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, somebody does not want you doing your no. podcast. Because he asked me, like, does anything happen? And mm-hmm. I, I did initially, like, birds used to fly into the windows all the time. A lot. There was lights turning on and off by themselves here mm-hmm. in the house, and that seems to have kind of stopped. And isn't there a portion of your house that gets really cold sometimes? Yes. The girl's side of the house goes down to 66 degrees for some reason. It- and 66 degrees is a common reoccurrence Yes, ghosty stuff. We've heard about that so many times. But last week, like we haven't had anything happen. And if you listen closely to episode nine from last week, in the middle of a ghost story, you hear this loud pop. Yes. And Rebecca's like, what was that? Oh my God, we're haunted. Because <laughs> that's the first time anything has happened yeah. while we were doing the podcast. Right. So did we get him? Yes. We've got Jay Cheel on the phone right now. So we're on the phone with Jay Cheel, the director of Cursed Films. This is a documentary that's going to be debuting on Shutter TV soon. And I flipped out when I saw the trailer for this. So Jay, first of all, how did you get turned on to this idea of cursed films? Well, I'm a big horror fan. I grew up watching horror movies. All of the movies that we cover in the series, I have been a lifelong fan of. And I think like most horror fans, these cursed legends have been written about magazines like Fangoria and on various horror websites. So it's something that we've grown up hearing about. And in terms of the actual show, Shudder had reached out to me and said that they were working on this idea and were looking for pitches as to how to turn it into a series. And I thought it would be interesting because I would say I'm, and I don't know if this is bad to say on your show, but I'm a bit of a skeptic. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not necessarily a believer in ghosts. I mean, I wouldn't say that definitively, but I just have not seen any evidence myself yet. Right. But um, I was interested in approaching the subject matter through the lens of horror films and how a lot of these cursed film stories seem to target horror films. So what is it about horror movies that make us open our mind to supernatural thinking? So even the most skeptical person can watch The Exorcist and walk away from it 
terrified. <laughs> but when you imagine what it would take to film those moments, it feels like if there was a way for something evil to creep out into the world, why wouldn't it happen right there at that moment? You know, when they're saying those words and acting it out, it certainly seems like that would open a door. Yeah, I mean, if you're dealing with like the devil and you're recreating sequences that are very realistic, I guess you could be tapping into an energy right. that could affect the film. Okay, so like you just said, you're a skeptic. And to be fair, I would say 99% of the men that we have on our show start all of their stories that way. You're not alone. You're a dude. That's just how you guys approach this type of subject matter. But did you ever have moments where you felt like, maybe I shouldn't be messing with this. Maybe this is a little dangerous. Uh, no, in fact, we interviewed a black magician named E.A. Colletting. And we had wanted him to demonstrate a curse. Right. And he had offered to do a death curse. And I was curious about it. And I was going to suggest myself, but then I thought that might be insulting because it might immediately assume that I don't think what he's going to do is, is actually going to have any effect. So the fun answer would be yes. The lame answer is no. I didn't feel in right. any um, danger or anything. What I was interested in was, I guess, sort of perpetuating the curse stories and what that means for the people who are involved with them. Right. Because it's definitely fun to talk about these things and all of the weird coincidences and whether or not it's something that's unexplainable or is it something that we see this sort of pattern and, and make a connection. And when you start talking to some of the people that were involved with it, it gets very real very quickly, which to be honest was kind of unexpected while making the show because some of them were affected in very real ways. And the show got a lot more intense than I had thought it would, especially when we get to episodes like The Crow and Twilight Zone, the movie. So it's always been kind of walking this line between establishing the curses and having some fun with that, but then making sure we step back and explore these more emotional story elements of these people that were involved with these films and make sure we treat it with some care. Yeah, But it's certainly not a show that's debunking anything. And some of the movies that you mentioned, like Poltergeist, the Omen. Those are films that are kind of famously cursed. But when you talk about Crow and especially Twilight Zone, you have horrible deaths. You have very tragic moments that are captured. And like you said, it's not fun, scary stuff at that point. Then it's tragic in a very real way. This was part of the challenge of making this show is when you approach some people that were involved with these stories under this cursed films concept, some people are open to talking about it, like Richard Donner is very open to talking about everything that happened during the production of The Omen. I think he sees it as kind of a fun sort of thing. But we did receive responses from some people like Craig Reardon, the special makeup effects artist who worked on Poltergeist, and he used real skeletons for some scenes in the film. And people made a connection to his effects work as being the thing that potentially cursed the film and led to the deaths of Dominique Dunn and Heather O'Rourke. And for him, that's a very personal, terrible accusation. So when I reached out to him, his immediate response was, you know, I want no part of this. If you mention my name in this, I will sue you personally. Because he's been burned by doing other interviews. He was part of the E! True Hollywood story special about the curse of Poltergeist. And they kind of turned his use of real skeletons into this setting for a, essentially a ghost story. And he knew all of those actors. He worked right. with Heather O'Rourke. And it's a very personal thing for him. So for him to be linked to their deaths in that way, it's 
had a very negative effect on him. So I had to explain to him that that's exactly what I'm looking for. I want to hear your take on this idea of a curse. Were there any films along the way when you were doing your research that you felt like maybe had a a little bit of the cursed aspect, but you didn't get a chance to dig further on it? Uh, We did touch on it. This didn't make the series mainly because it isn't really a horror film, but it's something that we were looking at early on. And it's not a popular film, so it's not as fun to talk about this one because I don't think everyone shares the mythology behind it. But Andrei Tarkovsky's film, Stalker, it's a Russian kind of art house science fiction film that was shot under some suspect circumstances in a polluted river downstream from a power plant and everyone on the set got sick. And there's rumors that the film predicted Chernobyl. It has lots of interesting coincidences attached to it, but it's a story, I think, for another series. Did you get a chance to deal with the entity at all? No, we didn't. Okay, save that one for part two. You can do (laughs) the entity and the conjuring in part two. When is this going to debut on Shutter TV? So it's starting April 2nd. The Exorcist episode will go on the service. And then the following week on April 9th, Poltergeist and the Omen. And then a week after that, they'll put on The Crow and Twilight Zone, the movie. And listen, dude, if you do a part two, let Rebecca and I help you out because it sounds like so <laughs> I will let fun. you know, yeah. Okay, now, Rebecca, you have to read Brett's emails. You haven't read this yet. No. And Brett's a girl, just so you know. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Of course, it's a sleep paralysis story. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Okay, these always kind of freak me out. Oh, yeah. So this is from Brett. There was a period of my life where I was suffering from sleep paralysis constantly. Pretty much every Every other night I had an episode, but the first nightmare I ever had was something I will never forget. I was home from college for summer break and left alone to watch the house for a week while my parents were away. I was in my bed sleeping and heard my mom calling my name in our living room. Oh, God. Her voice got louder as she came up the stairs, but then I remembered she was in a completely different country with my dad. Oh, Lord. Then the voice that was calling my name changed to a very deep demonic tone. No. It called my name repeatedly as it came up the stairs. Then my bedroom door opened and a black shadow looked in. Oh my goodness. While this was going on, I was frozen in my bed, physically unable to move. It was like a force was pressing down on my body. Then a second later, I was awake in my bed, free to move around. She continues having the sleep paralysis and the black shadow keeps returning She eventually realizes he's wearing a hat, either a top hat or a wide-rimmed fedora. At one point, she even spoke to him asking, who are you? He said, you know I can't tell you that. I feel like I should do that in a voice. You know I can't tell you that. And she woke up right after that. Oh, that's not part of that. That's not part of it. (laughs) She goes on to say, I looked into the top hat man and found that that other people had seen him in their sleep. I haven't seen him in a while. And let me tell you, I do not miss him. I'm sharing this story because I would love to find out if anyone has a similar story or maybe has seen the top hat man too. I'm a new subscriber to your podcast, so I'm not sure if you've already talked about this. Okay. Top hat. If you want to scare the crap out of yourself, Google Mm-mm. just hat man, shadow man. No. Because there are so many stories about people seeing this thing when they're dealing with sleep paralysis. That is terrifying. And it's terrifying. Seriously. Like I, I immediately, my brain goes to like the old carnival, like top hat directing the clowns and the bearded lady no. and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I think of. It makes me think of the bowler hat man from um, mm. Hill House. Yeah. No. You remember that guy? Yes. No. 
Right. Um, I asked her though, I was like, do you remember what his voice sounded like? Because you don't normally hear stories about it speaking. Right. And she said it was just this very calm, no accent. She said, if I had to give it a person, I would say like Ed Harris. And she said she wasn't actually that scared when he spoke to her. Interesting. Almost like a soothing kind of voice. There's like pages and pages on Reddit about oh, this guy. No. So yeah, it's terrifying. But again, send those stories, Podcast at gmail.com. Rebecca, you know what time it is? <gasps> Dead pad of the week. Oh! <laughs> Who? Who did that? I love it so much. That's Callie. Remember last week we had the story. She said her kids both love to listen. Connor and Callie. Yes! So Connor and Callie both sent us Dead Pet of the Week theme song. That is fantastic. I got to play it again. Dead Pet of the Week. Oh, it's so creepy. I love it. Oh my gosh. Bravo. Thank that should you, be a Callie. permanent fixture. Yeah. That's like the new, that's the new go-to. Yeah. We might just have to keep that one. Okay. So read the story. So a bereaved North Carolina woman claims she captured the ghost of her dead dog on camera while taking a video of their new puppy. Kimberly Pierce had to have her Cocker Spaniel Sadie put down a week earlier and was filming her puppy Bella when she saw an apparition. The footage appears to show a dog-shaped spirit flash across the room while the other dog scampers around. Kimberly believes it was 12-year-old Sadie coming back to tell her she was okay. And we've got a video of this? Yeah, we'll post that at hauntedaf.com on Facebook and on Twitter. Yeah, uh, you need to see this. It's really cool because you do just see this kind of flicker. It's like a little shimmer of something and it looks it's moving like like, a dog like a dog but it's so funny it's got pictures of Sadie also and I'm like are we sure this dog was 12 because she looks about 35 in the photos and little Sadie her face is like please (laughs) no more I'm so done (laughs) so go look at Sadie's pictures sweet little puppy sweet baby okay so Ashley reached out to us uh, at hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com and she was only available at this specific time and Rebecca was at work. So I had to do the interview by myself. So this is the first time that Rebecca has heard any of this. And this is Ashley's story. So this happened when I was in my later years of high school around 2011. My family had just moved into a home that we were renting and we were going to do a rent to own on. Everything started off kind of slow, but it progressed pretty quickly. So we were moving into the home and my mom had a home daycare at the time. So it was pretty important that we got all of our things unpacked on the first night because she had a daycare coming the very next day. I'm the oldest of four. So it was me and my two sisters were in a room and then my brother had his own room. It was only a three bedroom house. The very first night we hear a crash in the kitchen and my dad goes down to investigate. My dad's always been the big muscly guy. Nothing scares him. Doesn't cry for anything. He goes down there and he notices that the kitchen pantry has a little, like it's cracked open. So he looks inside the pantry and our Rubbermaid Tupperware is all on the floor now, but it's in two different rows in size order going from biggest to smallest. And then the coordinating lids are right in front of that in a second row that go in size order as well. Oh, that's weird. So it was like not something that it could have just fallen like that. So we didn't really think anything of it. And the next day, my mom's daycare was there and my mom noticed that one of the American Girl dolls was stuck to the wall and it was upside down. Oh, And she was freaking out because there was a huge gap in between where the toy box was and where this doll was stuck to the wall. So she goes over towards it and as soon as she gets close enough to where she could reach out and grab it, it gently slows down to the top of the toy box. 
Oh, what? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so scared of American Girl dolls. Anyhow, that's horrible. And that actually, then that night, my mom has a friend that comes over, and we always had like Friday night movie night. And at the end of the night, she's like, "I swear, I kept hearing your dad go up and down those stairs." And my mom's like, "Oh yeah, jokingly, that's just a ghost." And during that conversation, I found out that all of us had kind of had experiences in the house, and we hadn't shared it yet. So I shared that a couple nights prior or maybe the weekend prior I had a friend stay the night and we were sleeping in the living room and it had to have been around one o'clock in the morning all of a sudden I see a shadowy figure come from the kitchen and it comes walking towards me the white noise that I heard at that moment was so loud I tuned everything else out I mean my friend had been snoring and I didn't even hear her snoring anymore what did the figure look like it was just a tall shadowy figure it looked like like it had a a deformed head so I was totally freaking out I glanced over at my friend to see if she was awake and then when I looked back it was gone Ugh. and she was still passed out so she had no idea so I, I had shared that story when my mom's friend had talked about hearing the footsteps going up and down the stairs right my brother chimes in and he says for I saw a shadowy figure walk into my room and he walks into my room every night and stands in the center of my room Ugh. and I see him every night and he tells me that his figure is also black and shadowy, but it looks like it has some sort of hat on its head, like no. maybe a cowboy hat. No. no, not the black hat, man. We've been talking about this. Oh. Yes. Once he said a hat, I clicked and I was like, that's what I saw when I was in the living room. It was definitely like some sort of cowboy style hat. My brother gets so freaked out, though, that he won't sleep in there anymore. Right. So he started sleeping in the room with all us girls. He's Aww. sleeping on the floor. And I tried to kind of be the tough big sister, too. So I decided I was going to sleep in his room one night. And I probably, I was only in there about an hour no. when I saw the same tall, black, shadowy figure walk into the center of his room. And this figure was really tall, like probably seven-ish feet tall. And then like where the hat went looked like it was pretty close to the ceiling. No! Wait, okay, so was it the same thing that you saw in the living room? It was the same thing that I saw in the living room. Oh, my God. Except this time, it was a little bit more clear. Like, I could see the outline more. And it just kind of glided in there. Like, it, it took steps, but it wasn't, like, floating. So, at that point, I was like, I'm not sleeping in here either. And I went back to my bed. A couple of nights later, I hear no. my sister on the top bunk all of a sudden say, Ashley? And I didn't move the first time or two that she said it. And then she kept saying it. Ashley? So, I stood up and I looked on the top bunk. And you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> Ashley, that's terrible. Oh. And I just remember, like, feeling a state of shock. And Austin was sleeping on the floor and heard. And he ran and turned on the lights. And then as soon as he turned on the lights, it stopped. But then all four of us kids ran to my mom and dad's room, told them what had happened. And all of the little bits and pieces that we had been sharing kind of connected to form this picture of what was really going on and how quickly things were escalating. Right. And so that was actually our last night staying there. Oh. And we ended up moving in with my grandparents oh, for amen. a couple of days. Yeah. We only lived in that house for three months. And when was this? This was 2011. I think I was a junior in high school. Did you ever do any uh, research on it to find out if anything had happened in that house? 
We had contacted TAP. I think it stands for the Transatlantic Paranormal Society. So we had contacted them to come out and do an investigation, and we were pretty excited. But by the time they had contacted us, we had already moved out. Oh, I bet they were really disappointed, too, because it's (laughs) like, you know those guys get jazzed when they hear about a house that's that haunted. Yeah, we should have forwarded their information to the new homeowner, but we ended up moving out of state, so I haven't kept up with it too much anymore. Thank you so much for sharing the story with us, and now I'm going to be a wreck. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. So thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for hearing it. Uh, hauntedaf.com. Go to Facebook. You can see the picture of this place, her house. You would never guess in a million years. Okay. I have so many like, oh my God, moments yeah. from this. Seven uh, feet tall. Seven, seven feet, feet tall. tall. His little hat's almost touching the ceiling. Like, And they mentioned cowboy hats. We keep hearing about the hat man. Yeah, some yes. sort of hat. And then the he was twirling her hair. Yeah. Like up in the air. The one that makes me want to vomit is the American Girl doll stuck upside to the down. wall upside down. No. Oh my gosh. No. Hell no. Run. Get out of that house Thank now. You. Yeah. American Girl dolls are f***ing awful anyhow. They're terrible. <laughs> I love the American Girl doll. I told you how Lucy thought yeah, that ours was haunted and the eyes would open at right. random times. And then you shoved that bad boy off on somebody else. Yeah. He's living or she's <laughs> living someplace totally <laughs> did not my house and that's all that matters. I'm disappointed that mine didn't do stuff. <laughs> like, I got the bum doll. It's really interesting that you brought that up because next week... Oh, no. We got an email from a woman who's like, I actually own a haunted doll. Stop. And I bought her from a haunted Stop. doll retailer. No, she yes, didn't. Yes, she sent us pictures of this haunted doll with her kids, like, cuddling it. No, that's not something you send out as a Christmas card. She the haunted doll with your kids. Ghost stories about this spirit that's living in side of the oh, doll. This is like not gosh. a joke. She sent us an email. So we were going to share all of that coming up next week. And oh my gosh, Rebecca, you haven't seen this yet. We got some video from a haunted church. Ooh, Yeah, this girl, her parents work at this church and she thinks the place is haunted. And she found something on the security footage that oh, she sent to us. Yay. And of course, that's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your platform is that you love listening to. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, or you can chat with us directly on our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Got to say thanks to Andrew Mamaliga for our theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we got to thank you, the listeners. Thanks for listening. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. Aww.